Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the third episode of Regulatory Radio Season 3. In the previous episodes, we have discussed diverse topics under the scope of the regulatory affairs and keep receiving a lot of love and support from our global audiences. Hi, I'm Mohammed Wasi Akhtar. Hi, I'm Esther Brown. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, on Regulatory Radio. In today's episode, we are discussing US FDA's well-coordinated efforts that regulate drug products. The health authority follows protocols and procedures to review drug applications for manufacturers aspiring to market their products in the US of A. I'm Mohammed Wasi Akhtar. I head the practice pre-sales and solutions here at Freya for medicinal products. And I'm pleased to welcome our esteemed guest for the season, Esther Brown. She is the director at Freya with more than 20 years of business development experience in strategic roles with more than six years as a commercial business partner in the life sciences industry. Esther is well positioned to leverage Freya's global regulatory solution services and technological innovations towards achieving client goals and requirements at Freya. Hello, Esther. How are you doing today? Hi, Wasi. I'm very well, thank you. So, talking about approvals. Did you know that 38 out of the 50 drugs approved for the very first time were first approved in the USA? That number highlights the robustness and agility across drug approval procedures. That's right, Esther. Indeed, the life cycle seems very well integrated. I believe there are different approval pathways followed by a variety of drug products approved by the FDA. You're right, Wasi. The drug approval process takes place within a structured framework that includes analysis of target conditions and available treatments, assessment of benefit and risk from clinical data, and strategies for managing risk. Even though almost all the FDA risk and benefit assessments and decisions are straightforward in nature, sometimes the benefits and risks are unpredictable, making it difficult to interpret the outcome. The agency and the drug maker may reach different conclusions after analyzing the same data, or there may be differences of opinion among members of the FDA's review team. As a scientific-led organization, the FDA bases its drug approval on the latest scientific and technological facts. Due to the FDA's robust and agile procedures, in the year 2021, 27 out of the 50 drugs approved were first in class worldwide. Well, that's an interesting insight, Esther. Does that also mean that US FDA's approval pathways the procedures are the quickest in the world? There are facilitated regulatory pathways and drugs under priority review take approximately six months to approve rather than 10 months under the standard procedures. Interesting. So uh, Esther, does that also mean sponsors must abide by the specific conditions to be considered under priority review? For a drug product to be considered for priority review under the Prescription Drug User Act, PDUFA, the FDA agreed to specific goals for improving the drug review time and created a two-tiered system of review times, standard review and priority review. A priority review designation means FDA's goal is to act on an application within six months compared to 10 months under the standard review. To be considered under priority review, significant improvements may be demonstrated in the following conditions. Evidence of increased effectiveness in treatment, prevention, or diagnosis of condition. 
elimination or substantial reduction of a treatment-limiting drug reaction, documented enhancements of patient compliance that is expected to lead to an improvement in serious outcomes, or evidence of safety and effectiveness in a new subpopulation. Well, thank you for that uh, insight, Esther. But what about the standard pathway? Is it a complicated pathway to navigate to enter the market? Wasi, Cedar has developed a protocol-oriented five-step procedure for manufacturers to follow in order to get the approval. Step one, discovery concept. Out of the millions and millions of molecules available, with the help of modern technological tools, a molecule is identified that might illustrate healing characteristics. Step two, preclinical research. Drug molecules undergo animal testing to understand the safety and efficacy of the identified molecule. The ability of the molecule to deliver the set effectiveness at various concentrations is evaluated. Understood. Does step two play a very significant role in identifying the optimal doses in which the formulation might be sold later? Absolutely right, Lawasi. Preclinical studies play an incredibly significant role in identifying drug dosage and the toxic dose assessment of the drug. Moving on to the further steps. Step three, clinical research. The dosage identified to be therapeutic is examined on humans in a clinical setting. Clinical trials are conducted to understand the effectiveness of the drug molecule in the control group as well as test group population. And, and what kind of uh, data does the clinical research provide? In the clinical research phase, researchers answer awfully specific questions based on the nature and activity of the drug as evaluated in the non-clinical phase. Questions like who qualifies for participation, how many people will be part of the study, how long the study will last, whether there will be a control group and other ways to limit research bias, how the drug will be given to patients and at what dosage, what assessment will be conducted, when and what data will be collected, and how the data will be reviewed and analyzed. So Esther, after the clinical research phase is complete, what comes next? The next step to the standard procedure consists of step four, FDA review. The documents and data collected at every stage prior to stage four is documented, reviewed, and filed for approval. FDA evaluates whether the proposed drug molecule will be safe and effective for use for the stated indication. The drug developer must include every information about the drug from preclinical data to phase three trial data in an NDA. The developer may include reports on all studies, datas, and analysis. Along with clinical results, developers must include proposed labeling, safety updates, drug abuse information, patent information, any data from studies that may have been conducted outside the USA, institutional review board compliance information, and directions for use. The procedure is certainly very well oriented, but what happens if the data that is submitted is insufficient according to the health authority guidelines? Often the new drug application contains sufficient data for the FDA to determine the safety and effectiveness of the stated molecule, 
Sometimes, though, questions arise that require additional consideration. In these cases, FDA may organize a meeting of one of its advisory committee to get independent expert advice and to permit the public to make comments. These advisory committees include a patient representative that provides input from the patient perspective. I quite appreciate, you know, how a patient's representation is also taken into account uh, during drug approval uh, procedures. Post-approval monitoring is the next step in the entire procedure, I suppose. Yes, indeed, Wasi. The final step, step five, includes FDA post-market safety monitoring. The step actually reveals the true output of drugs as some adverse reactions may take months or rather decades to show up as symptoms. Understood, Esther. And and what are the steps for a patient undertaking the medications to report an adverse event or reaction? FDA has several programs that allow manufacturers, health professionals, and consumers to report problems associated with approved drugs. MedWatch is a gateway for reporting problems with medical products, drugs, and devices, and learning about new safety information and you can subscribe to regular MedWatch safety alerts. Medical Product Safety Network monitors the safety and effectiveness of medical devices. Each month, FDA publishes the MedSun newsletter. The newsletter gives consumers essential information about medical device safety. Well, that certainly, you know, further substantiates the robustness of the end-to-end protocol procedure in place, isn't it? That's right, Wasi. FDA focuses on keeping its patients at its core. To ensure the safety and efficacy of the drug product, every step in drug development plays a key role. Well said, Esther, and many thanks for navigating us through the drug development procedure and route to product approval. No problem, Wasi. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, after an insightful session on drug development and the unique route of standard drug approval pathway, we will discuss further on all things regulatory. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Regulatory Radio. See you next time.